0: Thanks for joining us on the DDS Faith Podcast. Our prayer is that as we discuss what God has to teach us through His Word, we can all learn how to deepen, defend, and share our faith in Jesus Christ.
1: Welcome, guys, for you are hearing this a week later, but this was actually about five seconds later for us. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to the part We're two. We're like
0: in the past, but your future. Time Welcome retired. to part two of the original Sin. <laughs> yeah. We try to explain how we time traveled this episode, but it would just be too complex.
2: I look like Christopher Lloyd, so I'm going to call this Forward to the you Future. You look like Christopher <laughs> Lloyd. <laughs> um,
0: so this that's, is. That's do you know Fox. who Christopher Lloyd yeah. is? No, he doesn't. Know. you know
2: Christopher Lloyd?
1: Nope. His you, greatest I, I, role was actually, actually on Taxi. Taxi.
2: But he's most notable for his role in Back to the Future, the, the scientist with the Dude, he was in hair. Star Trek. Was he really?
0: Yeah, he was a Klingon in the original series.
1: Really? Yeah. Yep. He the just origi- couldn't was let go. Was he cursed with the original Sin too? I Get
0: think it. it was the first movie or the second movie. Yeah. Um, so he was I, think, a- I think it was the second movie because it was one where, where Spock dies. Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, it
2: wasn't. So he was a Klingon, or- so he just couldn't know. seem to let go. He just huh? stayed around, huh? Uh, That's my story. Uh, I, I know nothing about Star Wars, Star Trek. Don't say that here. I honestly don't. They'll whip you. Yeah. I saw Star Indiana Trek on television. television, television. Um, oh, anyway. Yeah. He hasn't even seen Continue. Star
0: Wars. How can he possibly say it's better? So I, I want to answer this next question. It's uh, why do people go to hell? Now, there's a lot of pastors out there when they preach, um, you know, they'll say, well, ultimately, it's because of their unbelief. You know, they, they don't really they don't really go to hell because um because they were sinful, they go because they were unbelieving, because you know, well, Jesus already paid the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is true as far as understanding goes, but it's not actually true. It's not right. actually good doctrine, and here's why. Um that that brings us to a problem to where Basically, we're all in a point of neutrality with God, you know, and, you know, and basically some of us will choose heaven and some of us will choose hell, and that's not really the case. It's not neutrality. We're all condemned. Exactly. We're all going to right. hell. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and, and then God says, you know, you know, he gives the opportunity, and then we, we come with him. Yeah.
2: You know, we're all condemned. We're all going to hell, but... God demonstrated his love toward us. Exactly. And that while we were yet bad people, while we were sinners. Sinners. Hmm. Christ died
1: for us. Well, and people say, like, why is it fair for a loving God to send people to hell? But it's like that is fair. The the question is why is it fair for God to give us grace? Why is, right? it, That's why is not it fair it, it is equally fair for every single person yeah. who's ever lived, with the exception of Jesus, to go to hell. If if you,
0: you want to be fair, we should all just go to hell. Hmm.
1: Yeah. That's fair yeah gra- grace and mercy <laughs> grace and mercy right yep yeah why,
2: why do why do people go to hell but sin yeah they're, they're not worthy and they're not willing to allow christ to make them worthy right hmm.
0: well and then you know there's there's another part to that um that it, it's not just that oh we're going to hell because you know we're just going to hell you know, Paul says the wages of sin is death. Okay, now let's let's exposit that just for a minute. Though. So we were talking about you know why do people go to hell, and you know the the question is you know uh, what if I'm just too I'm just too far gone you know I don't I don't deserve grace and you know that that's that's true we don't deserve grace, um, but you know what Paul actually says in Romans is he says you know the more that sin increased. Grace abound all the more. And and he actually, uh, he talks about, you know, sin is death. He says um, the wages of sin is death. death. And essentially, um, we earn death. Those are our wages. The paycheck that we have earned is death, yes. and it's because of our sin.
2: Well, point, point out, too, that the wages of sin are death. You got paid up front. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you really did. If if you if you're alive, and and Jesus is not your Savior, you've been paid. You're living right in spiritual death. Exactly. Okay. You you're condemned also, which means when you die, and you will. So far, only two in history have not died, mm-hmm. and only one defeated it, and right. that is Jesus. And because of that defeat we can accept Christ and and that's what draws us out of that condemnation he he pays the price and so when when we look at the wages of sin a lot of people think that the wages of sin you're going to get paid later right no you've, you've already been it. paid yep. you've you've been paid you're you're condemned jesus told nicodemus i didn't come to condemn or to judge the world. I came that the world, through Jesus, could be saved. Right. And that's what we need to look at when we look at hell and and the <clears throat> the, 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 the sin of, of uh, you know, original sin, the original sin. We have to look at that and say, those people are already on that broad way
3: leading... To destruction. Right. There was a pastor that I worked with, who one of the things he loved to say was, for the believer, this earth is as bad as it's going to get. Yeah. For the unbeliever, this earth is as good as it's going to get for them.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I've told I've told some young people. I've told a few times in, in you know what they call a adult church that if you're gonna if you're gonna blatantly deny Christ, if you're going to show up and be religious, and that's all you're going to be, and that's good enough for you because you're attached and attracted to your sinful lifestyles, right? Whether it, no matter what it is, whether it's your comfort or, or whether it's your immoral actions, just go out and go all out because you need to have all of the, quote, fun you can have because within the twinkling of an eye when your soul leaves your body and that's death it's over it's eternal damnation right at that point so if if you're not going to accept Christ and people listen I'm not saying that harshly The, the love of God is so tender but it's just it's, it's absolutely just. People talk about the love of God. Right. Okay, you go to 1 Corinthians 13, and, and what does it say? Love does not what? It does not rejoice in unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. There's justice, and that's what we were talking about a minute ago. You, you said that like going to hell. We deserve hell. Right. That's justice. But grace and mercy says... Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. I'm going to make you worthy. And people, please, I'm going to throw this in. You may cut it out. Please, let's stop the bumper sticker tags on grace and mercy. Of grace is when you get what you don't deserve or something like that. Mercy is when you get what you don't deserve. Let's stop that because it's deeper than that. It's much deeper than that. We we all get more than we deserve. We all don't get all that we deserve. That is life. But grace, you know, he talks about being encamped in grace. And and if you go back to the old <clears throat> Hebrew scholars, they they tell you that means to to literally in be encamped, in to be living in that grace. Yeah. That is the avoidance. Hell.
0: and see, you, you mentioned grace like that, and you, you talk about the importance. You know, uh, Paul basically equates sin to death, yes. And now, think about this think about the inevitability of death, everybody dies, and you mentioned this just a minute ago. Um, everybody dies, mm-hmm. period. Yeah, and Paul is saying that grace is even more powerful than death. Which is, that's crazy. That's like a crazy amount of power, mm-hmm. um, you know. And it's just, we just need to believe, you yeah. know. And uh, I, I love, um, I love Romans. I love Paul. He's just, just mm-hmm. good, good stuff. Um, but when you read in Romans four, uh, Paul basically says God takes that which does not exist and calls it. Into being, he, yes. he he causes he t- he takes the dead and makes it life. Mm-hmm. He 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 wills it into being is essentially what he's saying. Yeah. So like he is creating in you a new being. You are a new creature, creature. in Christ, which is where we see that from in in, in Romans four. Mm-hmm. But that is such a beautiful verse because God takes that which does not exist and see, calls it into being. And our and, salvation is a creation. Yes, and and see
2: that's the thing we're we're saved by God's grace just what you said yeah. it's, it is Romans 4 at by our faith it's not our you, our faith does not save us god's grace saves us exactly our faith is that belief putting ourselves giving ourselves over to god and being made a new creation
0: believing something that is more powerful in death than death than death is a very difficult thing to believe yeah because there's nothing more inevitable than death.
2: See, and that's exactly why when he talks about people denying the righteousness of Jesus, it, it goes to the entirety of his word. Yeah. Because how can you be indwelled by the Spirit? And he tells us in John that we're, we, the Spirit is within us as, as believers. As, as people saved by God's grace, Spirit dwells within us. How can his spirit and we are a new creation created by him and he's in us? How then can we say he's a liar? Right. How 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 on earth? Now we're human. We're, we're still going to have those moments when you know when our lawnmower catches on fire and we use foul <laughs> language. Sorry, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> We, we've got those moments in our life that, you know, Called we're out. singing, we're driving down the road, we're singing, you know, Amazing Grace, my chains have been I don't know whatever, what I don't know what and, you're talking about. And, and some little old guy pulls out my of the coffee shop and we have to swerve to miss him. You idiot! What? We're human, but God's grace saves us. And, and then when we do those things, and, and whether it's those little things like that, and I said the little things, but no matter what it is, if, if you're living like, because when you're, when you're born again, when you're born anew, when you're made a new creation in Christ, yeah, you're, 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 you're filled at that point with the fullness of God. So you, you have that opportunity now to draw up on all that. But it's a growth process. Yeah. Wes has three little kids. And I guarantee if you ask them, do you love your mom and dad? Yes. Okay, give us a definition of that love.
0: <laughs> they have no idea.
2: They have no idea. No clue. But they love you. Right. And they, they would come to you, like right now, if, 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 if it thundered, and they ran to where we're at, they would not run to me or to Eli or to Jeremy. They would run to you guys. That's the way we should be with Christ. And every time we goof up, we should we should start growing from it. Whether you know We're using foul language all the time, and then we should realize— does this bring honor to God? Is this glorifying to God? Right. Why would I speak this way then? If I'm getting drunk every Friday night and having to sober up early on Saturday so I can teach Sunday school on on Sunday, is this honoring to God? Is this glorifying to God? Right. If I'm involved in... And and that is the beauty of God's grace, and that's its power against death, to transform us. Mm -hmm. And it's such a beautiful thing. So you, you talked about, you know... Earlier, you talked a little bit about, you know, the, the license to sin, I guess. You know, the propensity to sin. Yeah, it's, it's there. But we have to look at our God, our Lord, our Savior. Mm-hmm. If he dwells within us, you, do, you you don't have freedom to choose sin. That's called bondage. Right. And And one of the most beautiful things about... Whether from original sin all the way down, because we talked about that the last time. Original sin. We were condemned already, and now we're saved. And and what a beautiful story, that 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 hell is real. We we've talked about that. We're we're talking about that right now. And I'm way out in the left field. I'm I'm on a rabbit. I'm chasing rabbits way over here. I'm I'm down below Nashville already. I'm chasing so far. And I can't get stopped. I would be a great Baptist preacher. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, when, when we're saved, our, our mind and our heart, our soul, should be transformed. Definitely. By the renewing of our mind through God's Word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have experienced God's grace, you'll be drawn to His Word. And that will knit you together with other believers, because God is one spirit, and that is the most beautiful thing about God's grace and the power of God's grace. It's like it's like each of you guys. Like I, I honestly can't explain why, in 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 the context of the whole wide world, that I really just I, I want to use the term here. I, I fell in love with these guys in ministry. I felt I, I really felt a connection to them before I ever we were talking earlier Jeremy got COVID a while back and I just remember somebody said he he, he loved Dr. Pepper <laughs> I had never more than hi. right and I thought you know what I he's he's struggling I want to do something that will maybe put a, a smile on his face for even if just for a few seconds so I went and bought a case of Dr. Pepper and Put him on his doorstep and rang the doorbell and and ran off. It brought a smile (laughs) to my face. Yeah. You see. Twenty-four times. (laughs) (laughs) So when when we look at God's grace and the power of God's grace, okay, what does death unify?
0: Technically everybody, because everybody dies.
2: But it's not in actual (laughs) unity. It's in destruction. Right. Mm. Death is destruction.
1: I think it's pretty amazing mm-hmm. that God's grace is so powerful.
0: That it can overcome that. <laughs> All this just
1: kind of made me think of an example that I had, um, saw a couple weeks ago. I was looking into the whole Jeffrey Dahmer case. Um, and those of you who don't know, Jeffrey Dahmer was a serial killer um, in, the, in the 80s, 90s. Uh, so I could be wrong, but he had like 17 victims. And when he was in prison, he actually professed Christ. Um, and I'm not here to say... Um, Like, I'm not here to judge Jeffrey Dahmer's heart. It could have been real. That's not for me to decide. Um, But one of the things that it showed in the docu-series, and there's interviews of this, um, is when he was talking to the priest in the prison, he asked the priest, why do I deserve God's grace after everything that I've done? I mean, he's literally a serial killer. Mm -hmm. And the the pastor looked back at him, and he said, that's the purpose of grace. You get it when you don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. And like mm-hmm. it's it's so hard for me to wrap my my mind around the fact that somebody like Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. can get and receive God's grace because he literally killed over a dozen people, mm-hmm. and like that's just that's hard for us to wrap our minds around. But that's that is God's grace. You get it when you mm-hmm. don't deserve it. And like I said, I don't know whether that was genuine or not. Maybe I hope mm-hmm. it was right. Um, yeah. But I think that's really cool that he asked that. And and the response that the pastor gave him is a great example of how you cannot be bad enough.
0: When we think about heaven, we kind of think of all the good people we know. The people that are in church, they're there, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, they're always Mm -hmm, there, mm -hmm. you know. And it's like a lot of those people may not be there.
3: (laughs) You may find more serial killers. Yeah. yeah. There's another pastor I used to work with, he would say, you're going to be very surprised at who you meet in heaven, and you're going to be shocked at who you're not, not going, going to meet. <laughs> yeah, <in
2: heaven>. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's 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 true. You look at Jeffrey Dahmer, and I I I never met him, but he he was real, a real a real human being, and and he 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 murdered, he raped, he cannibalized people. Mm-hmm. I mean. I've only heard of a few people, and there, there was a guy in Idaho that—this is, this is grotesque. There was a guy in Idaho that literally raped a little boy to death and videoed it and enjoyed it to the point that when they privately showed a clip of that in the courtroom, he was aroused. That grief. is demonic. Mm. Jeffrey Dahmer's actions were demonic. That is absolute— possession I, I mean
0: and yet god's grace is powerful enough to overcome that yes, now there, there may be yes. people listening there was like well, what kind of god would do that you know
2: a just god
0: and and you know yeah. I, that's why this is that's why christianity is so unbelievable yes is because god can will end us and does unbelievable in a good way yeah.
1: yes well, and, um, and
2: here's the thing we we're we're okay do I think that the actions of those people are, are horrendous and horrible? Do I think pedophilia is disgusting? And and do I think murder and, and all that stuff is disgusting and ad- adultery and, and, and leaving your children for other people and stuff? It's all disgusting and heinous. But you know what? That's not why they were going to hell. Right. That was the m- manifestation of the sin in their life and the evil in their mind. Right you were going to hell because of what we talked about last week. And just because the their
1: sin looks different than ours doesn't mean that it is any different. Yeah. Um, society would say that that being a serial killer is awful, which I agree. It's, it's true. That, that it is, is, all. I'm not, it is I'm all. not it saying... Yeah. I'm glad you be, agree. Let me be yeah. very clear here. I'm not saying that I would... I would, If I had the option of murder 17 people or give a little white lie, then I'm going to choose the murdering no, 17 people. Uh, yeah, go ahead and lie. But these murdering <laughs> 17 people and my little white lie are both just enough to get me to hell. Yep. And my original sin, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but that's the whole point is that God's grace covers it when we don't deserve it, and there is nobody that can say that you are too far gone or you are too bad for God's grace. Mm-hmm. Jesus associated himself with prostitutes. And the, and he got scourged for that. He's like, they're like, why are you why are you here with these people? You know. If and you, then he starts rotting in the sand. <laughs> yeah. You know what what you said is so true. When you go Man, back, she
0: wasn't a prostitute.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, when they you, you, yeah an adulterer, just an adulterer. Yeah. yeah, where's the dude? There was prostitutes yeah. though.
1: Um, here, the the adulterers. Th- here,
2: here's the thing you're you're talking about. You know, in, in the Bible, Jesus, the people he associated with. In our, in our world today, because we're so accustomed to associating with everybody of all whatever, it's it's fine. But you think about Jesus and the leper, Jesus and the adulteress, Jesus and, and the tax collector. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the—go back and study the history and the culture of those times. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Jesus was a friend of Jeffrey Dahmer's. Mm-hmm. Jesus was a, a friend of Jack the Ripper. He, he was a friend of sinners. Well, Christ died he, for the ungodly, yes. mm-hmm. and we were all.
0: I'd call a that part a of pretty that. ungodly.
1: Yes, and we were all yeah. ungodly. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you. But the difference between those people is that you also have people like John Wayne Gacy, who was also a serial killer who blatantly blasphemed the name of God, the yeah. name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that is the difference. It's not what they did, but it's it all comes down to literally everything we just said. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the difference between like it didn't. It does not matter whether John Wayne Gacy killed thirty three people or not, which I believe is the number. I'm not. I'm not sure. You
3: cannot be bad enough. Right. Right. I'm a little concerned about your research lately into serial killers. I was just thinking
2: that you know way too much. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. In our
3: church settings.
2: We want to kind of sanitize sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We honestly do. We, we want to act like sin. You know, you know, we, 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 we will scream about the drunkard. We will scream about the homosexual. We will divorce. scream about divorce. We will sc- well, we don't even do that anymore in most churches. They'll, they'll touch on divorce, but there's so many people in the church that have been divorced, they're afraid of stepping on someone's toes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, folks, if, if you've been divorced, there's forgiveness. Absolutely. Okay, but, but, but don't continue in that, you know. But the thing is, most of our churches are so sanitized that when you talk about the horrendous, horrible, hellish, demonic sin that is in this world, people back off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why churches today, that's why people in the churches today, especially young people, are exiting in droves. Because when you get out into the world, when you show up and a professor or someone where you're working or, or wherever you may be, ask a simple question that has a very simple answer. If, if you're God's the God of love, then why are people doing these horrible things? And why are earthquakes destroying villages and homes? And why is there famine and blah, blah, blah? And the church, we are scared to death to address that. Yep. We are afraid of that stuff. Why? I don't know why. I think it's because we want to be user-friendly. <laughs> well, yeah. I if Jesus, can you imagine Jesus walking in right now to, to an average church and saying, Eat this flesh. And drink this blood mm-hmm. or exit. I would say the average church would, they wouldn't, it wouldn't drain out, it would flush out. Because, and
0: you know what's really sad? They wouldn't even know that Jesus actually did that to a group of people. He did it to the 5,000.
2: 5,000. And the majority left.
1: Yeah.
0: And a lot and, of it, And, see, and that's the people thing, don't read their Bibles. Yeah. And that's the thing.
2: We <laughs> talk about, great. that's why I said I want to get rid of the bumper sticker analogies. Yeah. Because what we do is we dumb everything down mm-hmm. to the point that it's so simple that it, it's, it's not even real anymore. It's lost its meaning. It's lost it. And like we've, we talked about the other day, we talked about original sin. And, and I was joking before we started that one that, you know, original sin, oh, that was nudity, right? Because they were <laughs> naked and unashamed. They were, they were not n- ashamed. They were sin naked sin on the garden. Garden. Okay. And, and, and see, what we've done, we, just like with all other sin, we made the body shameful. But we forgot who made the body and and who made it in its fullness, who made us male and female. Okay, well, now we've done that with with so much sin in the church because we don't want to get grotesque. We don't want to get gory. We don't want to get dirty. Mm -hmm. We want to be like those Pharisees.
0: Oh, la-di-da. We don't have sexual sins in our church. (laughs) <laughs> what?
2: How dare you yeah. imply that? <laughs> yeah, <Right. laughs> you know, you, you think about it too. How many? I said this when I spoke to the youth that night, and, and, and you came and was there. You heard me say this in that in that youth group. I think there was like thirty or thirty-five or twenty or twenty five. There's a good amount. That there's happened. a good. And I, and I told them, I said, I said, you know, somebody in this room, and more than one of you, you are struggling with your sexual identity, your gender identity, your sexual identity. Mm-hmm you you are scared to death to bring that up to your church friends. cuz you'll be ridiculed you will be ridiculed you'll be labeled as a sinner mhm you 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 will never experience that true grace
1: i remember when i was in middle school um, my youth pastor used to do this thing about um like, try to stump me mhm and we would ask we come up with questions ask him and this is not you um and one of the questions I, I remember always wondering, we I talk about it with my friends, is, can you be a Christian and be gay? <laughs> what a dumb question. Like, <laughs> I look back at that, I'm like, what a stupid question to even ask, because, like, who am I to, to put that on any sort of pedestal? Like, like you just now mm-hmm. said, if somebody comes out like that, they're going to be ridiculed. Mm-hmm. And that's not how it should be. And, like, the fact that people can even ask, would you be gay and be a Christian? And, like...
0: You, you who cares? Well, yeah, you Well, need, no, not who cares. Yeah, yeah, you know, we all care, but
2: we you know, understand what you're saying. Can yeah. you
0: can you be a gossiper?
1: Yeah. You know, a and, can you
0: and, you know, and then some people are like, "Oh, was a lifestyle?" You know, or like lying. You know, it's like, mm. "I told a lie, but I'm not a liar because I don't mm. lie all the time." You know yeah. who else
1: was a mass murderer? Mm. Paul. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he wrote thir- 13 books of the New Testament. <laughs> right. And, and you know maybe what, 14 I'll, I'll tell you the, the <laughs> coolest
2: thing about Paul until you brought him up when you talk about grace okay he ta- he talks about grace abounding the more and right. who would know that more than him mm-hmm. because you think about it, if you read if you go into the actual chronological order of his writings he's pretty he's pretty uh, I-, I won't say brash but he's pretty hardcore with his sermons in the early mm-hmm. books yeah. well, but and- when he's right at the very end his, man, the problems that he had, the, the the trials and the tribulations and the persecutions and all those things that he went through, the grace that was in him made him more loving. Mm, right. Well, and, and, and you said that a minute ago about, like, the religions of the world. They give you all these works you can attain to. But our grace that, that, that we're saved by, it will... No matter what happened, and I've seen this myself. I, I, you know, I, I think you were there when I spoke about the, the two men that were very evil. They did very, very bad things. But in, in, a, in a very evil act to found an audio Bible, and as they heard the Word of God, the living, active, powerful Word of God, they were convicted, and God's grace saved them. That's awesome. Okay, <laughs> those people understand that grace, and what we've done in today's church is we've 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 protected ourselves and isolated ourselves from the outside world mm-hmm. to the point
0: You gotta be at least above this threshold to be saved. Yeah. They don't mm-hmm. say that, but they sure act like it.
2: Yeah, you wanna be saved in our church, okay. We'll we'll give you the bath of, of baptism, but you go take a shower first. Right. You clean yourself up, mm-hmm. then come back and we'll show you some grace. What? But because you're doing heinous, vile, evil, criminal things we're, there's, there's a guy in the Tri-Cities that, that is, I, I know him, I will tell you right now that he's someone I have prayed for. Is he a friend of mine? Yes. He did a horrible, heinous crime. He, he murdered somebody in cold blood.
0: Wow. Uh, and, so one thing that I've observed over, over the years of just being in ministry, and honestly just being a believer, is there tends to be Two types of people. You've got the one that's basically, you know, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve God. You know, the Jeffrey Dahmer's the, you know, the, the mm-hmm. horrible, horrible people.
3: The gentleman you were mentioning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then there's the other one that's, you know, I'm good enough and I don't need God. Mm-hmm. Uh because, you know, I'm a pretty good person. You mm-hmm. know, they, they go by that, you know, well, I'm not I'm not so bad. Guess what? Both going to hell. Both yeah, going to hell. The, to person the original that's, sin. That's right. Uh, the person that's not good enough, well, guess what? God can save them. The person that says, you know, I am good enough, well, you're self-righteous. So clearly, you're you are definitely not good enough because yeah, yeah, you think
2: mm-hmm. you're good enough. Yeah, you've you made yourself God. Exactly. exactly are You're, right. you're going to save yourself. And guess what? You're right. not.
3: Who is the pastor um, who has the test, you know, are you a good person? Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. then proceeds to... Show them why they're not a good person. I yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> can't and think of his name. It's the guy from Growing Pains. Oh, uh, Kirk Kirk Cameron. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and the yeah. other guy. There's. Um, well, we're sorry, we can't remember your name. Sponsor oh, us and we'll say, no, say it next that. week. Oh, um, you're talking about the Can guy you... with Is Richard the guy Radio. The stupid before looking he...
0: dog and he rides a bike everywhere. Ray Comfort!
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I a, I'm gonna be honest. Very comfort. I, I like a lot of. There's there a couple of things about him that just kind of.
0: Have you seen some of his new stuff? Because he's recanted on a lot of things. Oh, has he? he really? has I he, have not. Yes. I, like, I, has he recanted like, the
3: good person test? If he has, I'll just completely take that. Back.
0: No, 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 no. Um, it, just like how like he was all about praying the prayer and everything, mm-hmm. and now like he straight up says. Do not do that. When
2: you, when you say I'm good enough, or, or you think you don't need a God, you don't need a Savior, you just made yourself your own God. Yep. And and at that point, you've blasphemed. Mm-hmm. You've blasphemed God, and and now we go back to unbelief. You
0: see yourself as Lord instead yeah. of Jesus.
2: And so, when he talks about the the rich man, he says, "Sell all your possessions." Well, are, are you willing to give that idea up? Right. Are you willing to say, I am not worthy? And then submit yourself to him for forgiveness. And most of those people are not willing to do that. And that is, is, uh, that is such a sad thing because on, I have friends that I am convinced have no clue about salvation, mm. yet they are genuinely nice people. Yeah. And when it comes to the common <clears throat> earthly good that we all experience they're masters but they're not saved they've never been indwelled by the holy spirit because they believe they're enough yeah what it what is sad hmm. because it I, I honestly i think it's better to to for those who
0: it's a little easier for those who don't think they're good enough yeah
2: <laughs> because you you can show, share with them you're not right you're not good enough well, exactly. one one kind of they're kinda,
0: actually right the yeah, other? They are don't.
2: right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> one, one is prideful and one is almost like humility because, like, yeah. I'm not enough. Exactly. Um, no, it's
0: worse than humility. Yeah, right. It's
1: like I don't know if humility it's, is. It's like thinking less of yourself and in, in the sense self, that you don't deserve self-deprecation. Grace. Self, yeah. Um,
3: there's the passage where Jesus is comparing. You know, he talks about when you pray. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's the Pharisee who's you know, I'm the greatest. Yeah. Like the praying on the oh, street yeah. corners. I'm glad I'm yeah. not like that dude. And it's like, then the other guy is just like, I don't even deserve yes. to even speak <laughs> the, your name. Look at yeah. yeah, the
2: centurion. And the Pharisee. You don't, you don't have to come to my house. You can just do it.
0: And the, and the Pharisee was basically just like, you know, oh, thank, thank you, Lord, for not making me like,
2: like that, that guy. I'm just glad I'm not like <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, I think a lot of people are guilty of that one over me, that I walk into a church and they're like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And then they find out I'm speaking. <laughs> I think I think that's why people you know, it's it's funny people say, People listen to you. I'm like, they're not listening, they're in they're like shock. <laughs> Seriously. Sometimes
1: sometimes I feel like when you're um when you're reading Paul's letters you can kind of feel his heart yes. because he knows the past that he was in and um like there's one example where he says when I formerly walked in the ways of this world but he I also think that's, that's, that's it, right. that's, I it. Think that's right. it. That, I is, that's a good I sure. yeah, that is a good paraphrase. I yes. formerly walked in the ways of this world and he also mm-hmm. says that he formally blasphemed. Yes, um, and like he, you can feel his heart because mm-hmm. he is just almost in awe of the grace that God has shown him, and the fact that he was what we would call a serial killer mm-hmm. or, a, right. or a mass. Mar- I mean, he stoned Christians. I don't know yeah. what I don't know what the number was, but I'm sure it wasn't two or was, three. Yeah, arrested, um, had him in prison. Yeah, and so he is almost in awe that he gets God's grace because he knows he doesn't deserve it. And yeah. you, you can you can sense his heart and some of the things that he's said. And uh, so, yeah, you are—you are never too far gone for God's grace, oh, and right. you're never in a situation right. where you um, can't receive it. Right.
2: I had this conversation a few times with people. Was when I was a, a, a teenager in early twenties, I got just pretty stupid in a lot of ways. Thankfully, there is no social media <laughs> days, so there's no there's no photographic evidence that I know of, anyway. But it's, it's yeah, funny. Eli's got a lot of that. Yeah, so <laughs> now. Now, I, I look back, though, now, and, like, when I'm, when I'm speaking to youth and a, and, a, and a young man comes up and says, I'm, I'm doing this or I'm doing this, and, and, and is truly, you know, they're, they're, their heart is broken because they realize they are not good enough. Yeah. And, and whether it's, you know, issues of, of morality and immorality or alcohol or drugs or anger and all those things, I know what I went through, and it is so much easier— for me to to sit down with them and have that conversation in grace that a, a lot of times they couldn't get from someone who didn't go through that. But that does not exclude the people. People, please don't think that your history is your testimony. Yeah. It's not. We, we all have the same testimony. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know your all's histories very well at all. Uh, here's the thing. I, I did some really stupid things. I did a lot of really goofy, crazy things, and it brought some infamy and everything like that. People, there's still some things we still laugh about. It's not really funny, but it is in a sense, okay. But my testimony, and and someone who grew up in church and just at age six or seven said, you know what, I need to have Christ as my savior, and 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 they, their sins were they didn't they never got drunk and they never beat people up and they never engaged in you know, immoral activities and they would think, wow, I don't have a much of a testimony. Yeah, you do. You were going to the same hell.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: And God's grace, more powerful than death saved you. Exactly. Our histories may differ, but our testimony is exactly the same. And man, when, when you are born again, what a wonderful time. And that's why I get frustrated in churches when they'll invite some dude in, and like, so and so is coming, and he used to be a serial killer and do this and do that and all that. And he gets up there, and he really, man, he goes, man, I was doing this, and I was smoking dope, and I was dropping acid, and I was doing all these things, and man, we were really living it up. And and then I got saved, <laughs> and we started going to church every the joy of the Sunday. Lord. And now I live in the joy of
0: God. Thank you, Eeyore. <laughs> the joy of the Lord. And I'm like, well, you I'm really sound. sound yeah, <laughs>
2: you sound joy. I've got joy, 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 joy down, down. down <laughs> in my heart. But yeah, when you were talking about the evil, sinful lifestyle, you were like, man, we were living it up. And yeah, if if you've been born again, you're literally living it up. Right. Even, you know, he says, you have peace, not as the world brings to you peace, because we don't have any peace. But as God brings peace, we have that rest, you know, Hebrews 4. I get so flustered when these preachers have these little sermons. that's about, you know, rest. You know, when you go home tonight today, you know, from the church service, you go home and you sit down and you watch a ball game and you rest, because he's talking about the rest in the Word. <laughs> uh, wrong answer. <laughs> he's talking about we can we can recline. On the on, on the bosom of Jesus. Right. We're protected. We're 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 saved. We have rest in Christ. We have Christ. rest in Christ. And that's the word is where we get our rest from. That's where we get our comfort and our rest is from the word. Man, being born again is the greatest. I've tried it both ways. And being born again, being a, a child of God, that is life. Would you not say?
1: No, nope. uh, I concur. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what were you going to say, Jeremy? Yeah, Nothing. That, oh, it's... I, no, it doesn't pertain now. Well, so. hit it and oh. I can move it. Yeah, he can. No, I was just going to say, you're talking about good enough, not good enough. It's mm-hmm. like <sighs> the church has, in the last 50, 60 years at least, almost created this culture. Some churches have, like you have to meet certain criteria Mm -hmm. in order to come to our church. Oh, yeah. Um, There was a town um, that I used to live in where you had the big Baptist church on one end of town. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: And then you had a smaller church plant on the other end of town. And there were some relatives of people in the Baptist church that were going over to the church plant. Mm -hmm. And when they were asked, well, why don't you go over here to the big Baptist church anymore? It's like, well, I'm not good enough. You know, mm-hmm. I don't dress nice enough. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. I can't afford to buy the fancy clothes, but I can go over here mm-hmm. and they accept me Yeah, the way I am. Yeah. I don't have to be perfect. Right. Uh, and that church almost kind of fostered this idea mm-hmm. of if you walk in this door, you better have a suit and tie. No, put your Sunday best on. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Can't get to out without a vest and tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well you know it's it's you know, that what you're saying is so so true we we have it goes back to what we were saying earlier the churches have gotten so sanitized mm-hmm. they have become everything and, and i'm not saying altars. I, I speak in a lot of churches and I'll, and I'll tell you i praise god and i thank god the churches i speak in are are very good In the way they try to honor the Word of God and and accepting and welcoming. Uh, One of the churches in Florida that I speak at, I love these people, they had a guy that came to that church. I honestly don't know of many churches that would have allowed that guy to to be a part of that church. They loved on him. They cared for him. He caused them so much trouble. Mm -hmm. The things he would do and say. And his mind was just not there. They loved on that guy so much. Yeah. And I've seen that in other churches. There there are people please, there are <laughs> good assemblies. There are good congregations. But for the most part in America today and throughout the world, because we went out and taught them how to do the American church. Right. We taught them to to, you know, write up your, your your little whatever and say, you know, if you don't dress a certain way, or if you mm-hmm. don't speak a certain way, or if you don't look a certain your little way, bylaws. you gotta do this, you gotta do that. Meanwhile, those same we, we have those but our churches in America are filled with people that are the tares. Mm-hmm. They're not the wheat. They're the tares. And the church is more, in some ways, kind and gracious to them than, than the wheat that is struggling to grow. Mm-hmm. Right. They're, 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 they're wanting to become so welcoming. You know, there, there was a church not far from here one time that said, uh, it's not your sin we love, it's you come as you are, stay as you are, worship as you are. You can't.
1: Love the person, hate the sin.
2: Yeah, and but their thing was just ignore your sin and come on anyway. They went mm. too far. Right. Gotcha. You you can't worship God if he's not your lord. And worship is when you worship is to bow before God, prostrate before God and think God, you you are my creator. Mm. And and, that, and that's where it all begins. You're, you you realize who God is in your life, and that's where you start to grow. Because at that point, you become moldable. Well,
1: and I like one thing you said last night. Um, you uh you said that we shouldn't try and fix our sins for ourselves. Which although it would be better for ourselves not to sin, obviously, right? But we should try and fix our sins to glorify and honor God, right? And when you when you grasp that concept, it'll be so much easier to fix those sins. Um. You know
2: and and that's what worship that's where it starts yeah. when you bow down before God and you say be the lord of my life be my my king my savior and and in, in your your desire is to live for him mm-hmm. in him him dwelling within you and 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 that's when you say i want my my voice to project goodness i want yeah. my wisdom to be gentle i want my love to be pure I, I want my life to to be a reflection of the light that shines upon mm. me, and that's when we walk out. and I get frustrated, you know, like in and a big issue in the church. and And heaven forbid, I would mention pornography. So I, maybe I shouldn't say pornography, you know, <laughs> because you know we don't want to talk about that in the church. I mean, oh wait, but it's one of the sins we really need to address because it's it's permeating oh, the church. Oh no, churches. no, that's not in the church. Hell, no, <laughs> never. Nobody but the struggles. Thing is, with that. Yeah. yeah, the thing is, we we tell people. What you need is an accountability partner. <laughs>
3: right. Which That's is,
2: why. It is true. That, that can be, okay, but, you have an accountability mm-hmm. partner. That's God. You can put all <laughs> the restrictions you on your phone and it won't make a difference. Exactly. What you need is to understand Koinanian Fellowship. Remember what we were talking mm. about last night. When when I was doing stupid stuff, one guy came to me and says, I want to talk to you. I shunned him. Now I want to find him because he was right. He mm. he cared. He he acted within the will of God. Mm. Okay. But what we do is we come up like, Hey dude, how how is your problem with whatever, whether it's pornography or or whatever it is, we, we walk that journey, we encourage one another. Okay, he says he says we we all have a load to carry. Okay, that that's life. That's that's the life we live in this world. We have a load, that's our work. But he says, Bear one another's burdens. That's what's gonna break us down. And and that's where when, when we're born again, when we're when Christ dwells within us, how can we look over at our, our, our brother or our sister and see that they're in those whatever sin or lifestyle it is and say, well, oh, yeah, they will be all right. Mm-hmm. We should be saying like, hey, dude, let's talk. Right? Let's mm-hmm. get in the Word. Let's don't talk. And do about it out of most. love. Most accountability partners wind up as... Uh, Running parallel You're with the right. person, literally, they start talking it's like, oh, about. You messed
0: up? I messed up too.
2: <laughs> yeah, you messed up. That's oh, so man, true. So that is so, so true. So how did you mess up? I messed up on this yeah, website. You, you oh, go well, to them and oh, it's like, check that out one oh, day and gosh. rebuke you for. Yeah, it. You,
1: you go to them and it's like, yeah, I messed yeah. up today, and it's like, oh, me too, and it's like, you got absolutely
2: nowhere yeah, because yeah. you. But when God, there's no discipline
1: there at all. It's just. Yeah, when God <laughs> is your <laughs> accountability
2: partner, when 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 your heart is is set on Him. And you know, and it's funny because you know the people I work with in Africa are, are they've they've come out of Islam, and it's a works based, mm-hmm. and it's it's all about what we're saying. It's that making a show. And I was talking to 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 Adu, and one day we were talking, and Adu said, "You know, I never thought I could experience God's goodness the way I do." He said, "I I don't understand." how i can still have any desire at all to do what's against god yeah and and he he got very honest with himself about that and i was, and i sat and listened to this guy and he and and it, I was like my son anyway and i sat and listened to him and i tell you what it, it did my heart so good i thought man if we could get the american people who are, are showing up at church and just checking a box i don't you mm-hmm. know i don't drink dip or chew and i don't date girls that do <laughs> you know and they're, and they're just checking boxes off right but at his heart was God is so good to me I want to be honoring and pleasing to him I want to be in his service and when we can get to that point now we're going to be sinful because we're human but we also need to to work to be complete in yeah. Christ
1: so I think we need to call this episode the original sin parentheses among other things. Because we've covered a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we are, you better say something.
0: Yes. Um, so just to wrap up everything that's been said, you know, we, we talked about original sin, which is just, you know, the sin that we inherit. And the first time we're born, because we have a father, we inherit sin. Mm-hmm. And when you have a kid, you pass it down to them as well. Mm-hmm. But then Jesus calls us to be born again. In, in John chapter 3. And then in Romans chapter 4, you know, Paul says, God takes that which does not exist and calls it into being. We are a new creation. It's completely set mm-hmm. new. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a clean slate, essentially. Mm-hmm. We have no original sin. Once we are born again, we no longer have this original sin. And then Jesus paid for the rest of the sin mm-hmm. on the cross. And, and Jesus
1: not having a father is, is significant. Yes, it's directly correlated to our original yes. sin because we have fathers. For those of you that enjoyed hearing Gomer tonight, um, I believe the next episode airing after this one is going to be Gomer sharing his testimony a little bit about um, the ministry that God has him involved with overseas um, in West Africa. Um, so I'm, I'm a little excited for that one. Um, so that'll be next week. Jeremy's tired and ready to quit recording because we've been here for Jeremy. Two hours. Jeremy, what? Was he wakes that? up at like 3 yeah. o'clock in the morning. Is that my cue? Yeah. yeah. It's been your cue. Have your... Help control the pet population. Oh, my bad.
3: you got to say the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's the whole. Okay, go ahead.
1: We'll go. Yeah, please hurry.
3: <laughs> We're waiting on you. I got one
1: thing. You have 10 seconds. Yeah, and you okay. know what? You're taking You have over. 10 seconds, and so I'm getting up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed and neutered.
1: Good See night. you next week.
0: Okay. Thanks for listening. For more information on DDS Faith Ministries, please visit our website at ddsfaith.org and follow us on social media. Thanks.